dawn Packs a lunch and a thermos full of coffee It's another day in the dusty haze Those burning rays are wearing down his body The diesel's worth the price of gold Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the St. Ambrose University Sports Show on KLA HD2 106.1. This is Schistel Speak Sports, and I am your host, Ryan Schistel. Today is Thursday, May 30th, and it has been an absolutely beautiful day here at St. Ambrose University and around the Quad Cities area. A day where, you know, you could wear just about anything. I myself was sporting a nice pair of shorts for the first time in a while with a very thin sweatshirt. Uh, It is also a day that I consider a national holiday of opening day for the MLB. So it was just an absolutely amazing day. My favorite team of the Chicago Cubs won their game against the Milwaukee Brewers. A nice little rivalry win. So, you know, they're starting their season off early. And I'm hoping this is the start of... You know, better weather to come. Uh, Tomorrow is supposed to be absolutely atrocious with some really, what I've heard is just going to be described as dangerous weather, and I'll have a little bit more about that at the end of the show. But, uh, you know, nevertheless, last week was spring break here at SAU, and there seems to have been quite a bit of action to talk about, especially with teams that took spring break trips out of state to go play uh, games in their respective sports. Uh, However, before jumping into the action, it's only right to give a shout-out to somebody with a very important SAU past and somebody that if you follow uh, SAU TV on any social medias, you've probably seen it before, but that is Lisa Bluter. Uh, so as many people know, the Iowa Hawkeyes women's team will be playing in the women's basketball uh, Final Four for the first time since 1993. The Hawkeyes are filled with just a bunch of star talent, especially Caitlin Clark, who's been leading the way so far this whole season, and especially This year, as she's made tournament history in the Elite Eight, as she was the first player in women's basketball March Madness history to have a 30-point triple-double. However, that wasn't enough for her, and she ended up recording a 40-point triple-double in that game. Again, that was in the Elite Eight just this past week. However, Lisa Bluter, the coach of the Hawkeyes, began began her coaching career here at St. Ambrose University. Uh, Bluter was here from 1984 to 1990. She took the Bees to multiple national tournaments and back-to-back NAIA Final Four appearances in 1989 and 1990. A uh, little fun fact for you, that 1990 team went 34-0 in the regular season and then just fell short in the Final Four. Uh, they ended up losing to Southwestern Oklahoma, who would actually go on that year to win the NAIA National Championship. So, obviously, they lost to a very good team. Um, I know once you reach, the, the really, the Sweet 16, Elite 8, uh, you're going to play good teams no matter what. But once you hit that Final Four, I guess you can say, you know, it was a very good season, obviously, but you can say that the team you lost to ended up going on and winning the championship. So, it's one of those, like, at least we know we lost to the team that ended up being the best of the best that year. So, really, just about Lisa Bluter, um, I think it's, absolutely phenomenal that she was a coach here um I really just I I think it's one of the coolest things in the world uh you know she grew up in Marion Iowa went to Marion for high school 
Um, then she ended up going to the University of Northern Iowa, where she was a three-year starter on their basketball team. She is now in UNI's Hall of Fame. Uh, she is in St. Ambrose's Hall of Fame. She also was like taking classes here for to get her master's while she was a full-time coach here. She began her coaching career at St. Ambrose when she was like 23 years old. Um, and then after her tenure with the Bees, the Iowa native went to Drake for 10 years, and then she ended up finding herself in her first D1 Final Four this year with the Hawkeyes. Uh, she is in her 23rd season with the Hawkeyes and the program. She's won many accolades, including uh, the Coach of the Year in the NCAA, a bunch of Coach of the Year in the Big Ten, and she is a member of the 800-win club, which is just obviously unbelievable by all means. Um, not only that, but she is the all-time winningest coach in program history at Iowa, um, so I guess, you know, again, what I'm saying is it's it's unbelievable. She never fails to, you know, bring up her past at St. Ambrose and Drake, which is actually, I feel like it's earned St. Ambrose a quite a bit of recognition, um, and I feel like not only is it good for Bluter, but it's good for here, uh, St. Ambrose and the programs, and I think it really shows that we've had success, we've had big names come through here, and, you know, St. Ambrose can push you to even bigger and better. Uh, those are paraphrased words from Mr. Steve Tappa, who's a graduate of St. Ambrose. He was here as a student around the time that uh, Coach Bluter was a coach at St. Ambrose. I had a chance to interview him. Uh, if you want to find out more about Coach Bluter and really just her story, uh, don't be afraid to check out SAU TV. This week, and especially SAU Weekly, the weekly newscast we do, I'm a part of the class that makes that, and I actually got the chance to really make a package and work on a piece about Lisa Bluter, um, and I will say it was very fun. Um, it was probably one of the biggest stories I have ever made and probably will ever make, um, at least in my college career, and so, you know, I, I've definitely been taking some time, putting in the effort, gotten a lot of help from my teachers to make sure everything looks Perfect. Got to go back tomorrow morning and fine-tune some things before we put it on the newscast tomorrow. But, yeah, so go go check that out once it airs uh, this weekend. But, yeah, just good luck to Coach Bluter. Uh, keep making St. Ambrose proud. Like I said, she's from Iowa. She's never left Iowa to coach. So, you know, really just that backyard homegrown talent, uh, I think that even makes her whole story a little bit better. So, yeah, just, again, good luck to Iowa and Coach Bluter in the Final Four against South Carolina. It's probably going to be the best matchup in college basketball, both men's or women's, all year, uh, especially between Caitlin Clark and Aaliyah Boston, who are probably the two biggest-name players and the best players in women's college basketball right now. And then the you know the coaches of Lisa Bluter and Dawn Staley, who are two of the best coaches right now in college basketball. So that should be a real fun one that's on tomorrow. Now to get into the St. Ambrose sports talk. Uh, since the last episode of Schistel Speak Sports aired, the men's volleyball team has played three games, two regular season matches, and one postseason. On the 16th, the Bees took one to the chin, getting swept by the Judson Eagles 3-0 on the Bees' senior night. The Bees then traveled to Milwaukee, Wisconsin for a road date with the Wolves of Cardinal Stritch to close out the regular season on the 21st. 
After dropping the first two games, 25-22 and 25-23, the Beast took the third game, 27-25. They then knotted it up at 2-2, two two, winning the fourth game, 25-18. In the final game of the match, the Bees took it 15-10 to complete what they call a reverse sweep. After beating Cardinal Stritch, the Bees traveled back to Judson for the first round of the CCAC tournament on Tuesday. In this 3-1 loss to end the season, the Bees dropped the first game 25-22 and then followed that up with a 22, I'm sorry, 25-18 loss in Game 2. In a positive note, the Bees would avoid being swept, taking Game 3 25-20, but dropping the fourth game 25-19. The Bees ended the regular season with a overall record of 7-19 and 6-6 in the conference, Obviously, once you include the postseason, they went 7-20 and and 6-7. and So the Bees really never got hot at all this year. They started out pretty pretty slow. In fact, their worst, their worst streak was an 11-game losing streak that spanned from February 11th to March 7th, so almost a full month of losing. Uh, the team this year had six seniors who they are going to obviously have to recruit and try to replace those guys. But this team did have 12 underclassmen, 10 freshmen, and two sophomores. So they, they've got a young team that is obviously built for improvement, and they're going to need improvement. And I do think the recruiting process will definitely help to replace those seniors and maybe bring in some better players to really just better the whole program in general. So now that the men's volleyball season has wrapped up, it is back on to track and field. It's been a few weeks since I've talked about track and field, because ever since closing out the indoor track and field seasons in the beginning of March, both of these teams have been out of action. As a reminder, the Bees had a very strong season in both men's and women's, as the men's placed second and the women's team placed fourth at the conference meet, which was hosted here at St. Ambrose. Neither team was really able to carry much momentum into nationals, though, as as a team, the Bees took 61st out of 64. Now, after the long wait, what it, at least what feels like it was a long wait, especially for the athletes, the teams will both be in action this weekend for the first outdoor meet of the year. The teams will be competing in the SAU Spring Opener this Saturday, April 1st, as the host team. With weather conditions being a bit iffy, I've heard that the location of at least some of these events may depend on conditions of the outdoors. Um, I've heard Augustana get thrown in there a few times as well. Uh, this meet is supposed to start at 10 a.m., though. After that, the Bees will compete in the SAU Easter weekend meet. And funny enough, even though it's Easter weekend meet, the meet will be next Wednesday, April 5th, starting at 3.30 p.m. Good luck to the track and field teams as they open up their outdoor seasons. Uh, I know that a lot of the members of the team have some very high hopes going into this outdoor season. They've got a few what I believe are returning national champions in outdoor events, and then a lot of people that have just gone to nationals looking to get back. Um, I know a big thing for this team is just, you know, they got to start hot and they'll stay hot. Um, I feel like they're a team that, you know, they, they can't really have one or two bad uh, meets just because I feel like that might hurt the confidence of these guys and girls going into other meets, but I think that they're going to be just fine when it's all said and done. Uh, especially just knowing a decent amount of people on the team. You know, it's it's a very loose group and a fun bunch, but 
Uh, you know, I think that they're going to be able to start out hot here, and I think they're definitely going to be able to continue a hot season, especially coming off of a very strong indoor season, like I had said. I think, like, the worst of these plays indoor was maybe third place in all of the season until, obviously, conference and nationals. But nevertheless, I think it's going to be ever important to get out there this weekend and just, you know, try to bring a first place home. At least hit podium, I think, would be ideal considering, you know, it is the first outdoor meet. But we'll have to wait and see exactly how that goes for them. And like I said uh, earlier in the beginning of the show with the weather, how it's supposed to be, something tells me this meet could be canceled. Um, and again, I'll talk a little bit more about the weather at the end of the show, just, you know, as a little bit of a heads up about everything. But nevertheless, I think that if this meet does happen and the bees start out hot and they go strong in this one, then I think they're going to have a very good outdoor season. But for now, bees fans and KALA listeners alike, that's going to do it for the first half of Schistel Speak Sports. I have been your host, Ryan Schistel. When I return after this short commercial break, it'll be tennis, lacrosse, baseball, and softball as the main talking points. Don't touch that dial, as this is the place to be. You're listening to Schistel Speak Sports on KALA HD2 106.1 FM. I didn't want Ashley to have to live with a whole new family, too, so I decided to step up. I became a foster parent. Knowing I could help my niece succeed, that's the reason I did it. What would be your reason for doing foster care? Find out how you can make a difference and call Iowa Kids Net at 800-243-0756 or visit iowakidsnet.com. Alvin and the Chipmunks love to eat. Who's hungry? But even though you can't see or smell it, bacteria can hide in food and make you ill. That's not good. On average, one in six Americans will get a foodborne illness this year. But you can keep bacteria from ruining your day with four simple steps. We got this. This will be a walk in the park. Clean. Wash your hands and surfaces often. We chipmunks are notoriously tidy. Separate. Keep raw meats, poultry, and seafood separate from ready-to-eat foods. Watch and learn, my friends. Cook. Make sure an adult uses a thermometer to cook meat, poultry, and seafood to the right temperature. Fire in the hole! And chill. Refrigerate promptly and pack your lunch with a freezer pack or ice. Bingo! Dinner! She's a serve! Keep your family safe and check your steps at foodsafety.gov. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. The road trip to food safety starts at foodsafety.gov. Find out what song is airing on KALA now, or a song that recently aired. It's all at the KALA website. Find out the artist, song title, and album source. It's on the KALA website. Find out what's playing on 88.5 FM, 106.1 FM, and The Stinger now at KALAFM.org. That's KALAFM.org. I feel like we've always known each other. Me too, and we just met online. So listen, why do we meet? Maybe at the mall. Saturday afternoon, do a little shopping, a little chilling, and let's wear all pink so we recognize each other. McGruff the Crime Dog here. Kids don't always know that predators surf the internet looking for young victims. Be your kid's safety net on the internet. Visit McGruff.org. An important announcement from the U.S. Department of Justice, the Crime Prevention Coalition of America, and the National Crime Prevention Council. 
If you're wondering how you can find KALA without a radio, listen up. We're on TuneIn.com. Go online anytime for streaming of both KALA HD1 and HD2. St. Ambrose University Sports on KALA HD2 106.1 FM. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Schistel Speak Sports, the St. Ambrose University Sports Radio Show on KALA HD2 106.1. I'm your host, Ryan Schistel. It was a volleyball, uh, track and field, and Lisa Bluter talk in the first half of this week's episode. Now that we're in the second half, however, it's tennis, lacrosse, baseball, and softball. Many of the teams had lots of games in the past two weeks, so let's start it off with some tennis talk. Starting things off with the men's tennis team, the men's tennis team went down to South Carolina over spring break, going 0-3 from Hilton Head. On the 19th against Wooster, the Bees fell 6-3. The team followed it up with an 8-1 loss against Milliken. Then the Bees had one final chance to really turn things around on their spring break trip, but they did not, narrowly losing 4-3 to against Frostburg State on the 21st. Now back from South Carolina, this men's tennis team had a match up against Monmouth in Monmouth, Illinois today, March 30th, in which it was a 9 to nothing victory for the Bees. So now that the Bees have won today, that sets them up with a record of 7-7 seven and seven overall. They are still 0-0 zero zero in conference, as it looks like they will have their first conference meet of the year at Holy Cross in Notre Dame, Indiana on Saturday, April 1st at 12 noon. After that game, it looks like the Bees will face off against... Grandview at home on Monday, and then they will play at Olivet Nazarene on Wednesday. The women's side of tennis things was a little bit better as they also attempted their first action of the spring season from Hilton Head in South Carolina. The Bees would end up falling 7-2 to Union College of New York first, and then they would end up falling 9-0 to Carrollton, and then finally... It was a 6-1 match against Frostburg State that did not end too well for them. As, like I said, it was 6-1 in a loss, so both teams go 0-3 on their spring break trips to Hilton Head. Now, looking ahead for, you know, this woman's team, they're now sitting at 5-9 overall. They will also play against Holy Cross from Notre Dame, Indiana this weekend. And then they will play on Tuesday the 4th at Olivet Nazarene. These two matches, just like for the men's team, will open up conference play of the spring season. 
I'll have results on both the men's and women's teams in next week's episodes. Um, but I will say this, you know, just looking at the men's team first, they are 7-7, seven and seven, so 500 so far on the year. That does include the fall season. Um, it, it could always be better. There's always room for improvement, obviously, when you're only sitting at 500. But I wouldn't say by any means that this is a team that is struggling all too much. It was actually brought to my attention not too long ago that it's actually one of the assistant coaches of the men's basketball team who is the head coach of the men's tennis program. Just a little snippet that I've kind of found funny and comical, uh, just considering, you know, those aren't two sports I necessarily would piece together when it comes to coaching the same sport. I do know somebody else who at least used to do it uh, back in high school. He was the sophomore basketball coach and the tennis coach, but uh, now I believe he's turned his focus solely over to the tennis program for my high school, and I will say that they have been pretty good so far this season. Now, for the women's team, they sit at 5-9 and nine on the year. Uh, obviously, they go 0-3 in their spring break trip. Um, however, I, I wouldn't look too deep into it. I think that this is a team that can definitely turn it around, especially when it comes to opening up conference play this upcoming week. It's, it's one of those things where you, you look and it says, you know, oh, 5-9, and nine, and you figure even if they go one and two, they're six and eight, which still isn't great, but it looks a little bit better. Um, you know, it was their first three matches of the spring season. So I think that there's, again, there's obviously room for improvement. You'd like to get to 500, then hit that winning record. But, you know, it's not always going to pan out exactly how you want it to, to start the, uh, to start off the spring semester. And I, I know of just a couple people on the team and it seems like, you know, there's a pretty good energy, at least in the tennis program for the women's team that, They'll be able to turn it around sooner rather than later. Now that the tennis talk is over, it's time to look at lacrosse as the men's lacrosse team has gone one and one since the last episode of Schistel Speak Sports. On Friday, the Bees lost 14-6 at home against Columbia out of Missouri. Michael Shakran and Cole Danner each netted two goals with Michael Keating and Isaiah Hahn netting one apiece. Nolan Hayes gave up 14 goals, saving 9 of the 23 shots faced. Seven members of Columbia would go on to score in this game, three players each having a hat trick. The men's team would bounce back this Tuesday, however, winning 18-4 against Clark of Iowa. In this not-so-narrow contest, 10 Bs were able to get the ball in the back of the net, uh, especially past the goalie, obviously, of Clark Jack Fritz. Four Bs had a multi-goal game with Mikhail Shaddix leading the way with five goals. In net, Nolan Hayes saved 50% of the shots he faced, going three for six. He would be replaced by Isaac Martinez for the last 22 minutes of the contest, as Martinez gave up one goal on two shots. Uh, it was also brought to my attention that something that might not happen as much as you would think in lacrosse, the goalie, Nolan Hayes, ended up coming out of the crease and just kind of playing the field for a little bit, he ended up actually scoring a goal. And I was not there to see it in person, but I did see a video of the goal that Hayes had. And I will say, you know, it wasn't just a little dribbling shot and it wasn't, you know, an easy goal. Uh, Hayes really let one rip at the net and it found the back, which I, I mean, I thought it was an unbelievable goal. So congrats to him on scoring the goal. 
Looking ahead for the 5-5 five and five men's team, they will play at William Penn, Iowa from Oskaloosa at 2 o'clock on Saturday. The women's lacrosse team has gone 1-3 since last week's episode. Down in Florida on the spring break trip, the Bees opened up play with a 21-11 loss against number 8 ranked Ave Maria. Then the Bees fell 18-6 to the number 1 team in the nation, Kaiser. The Bees wrapped up the spring break trip with a narrow 15-11 loss to St. Thomas. Now back in Iowa, the women's team bounced back with a 21-10 demolishing of Clark. In this game, Clark took an early 1-0 lead, but the Bees answered in under two minutes later and took off from there. Seven Bees scored in this game, and Maddie Wiltrout led all scores with a jaw-dropping seven goals. Looking ahead, the Bees will face off against Benedictine Kansas at home on Saturday. Uh, the Bees will then face off against D2 Lewis University out of Illinois for Senior Day on Saturday at noon. Actually, I'm sorry. It looks like that Lewis game is it is on Saturday, and it looks like the Benedictine game actually might be on Friday or tomorrow. Let me double-check that right now. Uh, no, I am incorrect. They actually had to shift some stuff around. Uh, I, didn't, I did not see it as I was making the, uh, you know, my little roster that I talk about for each episode. So they must have done this today. The game against Benedictine, who is now ranked number 8, uh, Benedictine out of Kansas, it is a big rivalry game, will be played on Saturday at 2.30 p.m. Uh, it was rescheduled from March 31st which is tomorrow. Um, it will be at the St. Vincent's Athletic Complex, and it is Senior Day. The game that was supposed to be Saturday against Lewis University has been canceled. Looking forward for this team, after those two home games, the Bees will hit the road for a Monday game against Indiana Tech at 1 o'clock and William Penn, Iowa on 11, I'm sorry, on Wednesday at 5 p.m. The team will also play at 5 next Thursday against Ottawa at home. I'll have more on those stats for both teams next week, and I will try to provide some live update for the women's game next week during the Ottawa game, as it is going to probably still be going on during this show. So it, it was a slow start for the women's cross team, barely really playing any games, but it's really about to ramp up. It uh, looks like they're going to have four to five games almost every week now. So, you know, I, I think it's going to be who is mentally tough and, you know, who's going to be physically ready to play in that many games per week. I think that this is a team that can really – they can really do it. Um, you know, they, they had to play a schedule not as, not as bad as this one. However, you know, they were really loaded on at certain parts of the season last year. Um, so I, I think they're going to be able to do it again. And then the other talking point I had was who schedules a D2 team for Senior Day. Obviously, that's not happening anymore. But nevertheless, let's just say we were acting like it was. I still don't get why you would schedule to play a D2 team for your Senior Day, um, especially as an NAIA program. I guess, you know, just looking back on it, maybe they couldn't find a team and Lewis was available or something like that. But it's kind of a mystery to me. Now to wrap things up with baseball and softball, the SAU baseball team is slowly starting to catch their rhythm on the diamond. The Bees have played eight games, going four and three as of late. Now I know that math doesn't add up, but that's because the Bees did not finish one game. 
The Bees were winning 7-3 in the bottom of the fifth from St. Xavier when the game was suspended. In their most recent game, it was a 13-11 victory over Olivet Nazarene in 10 innings. Now to take a look at the stats, the Bees win 13-11. The Bees put up 19 hits and 2 errors as Olivet puts up 12 hits and 2 errors. Starting on the mound was Joey Turek as he went 4 and 2 thirds innings, giving up 8 hits, 5 runs all earned, 1 walk, and 2 strikeouts with a home run. Grant Baker, Jacob Bosse, and Nick Hernandez all came in in relief. Uh, Baker and Hernandez both gave up a home run. However, Hunter Keem was the winning pitcher as he went the last two innings of work, giving up two hits, no earned runs, and two strikeouts. Keem moves to 3-1 and one on the year. Now looking at the softball team, uh, they opened up conference place conference play yesterday from the Ambrose Dome with a doubleheader against Trinity International. In game one, it was a 10-0 victory in six innings, and in the second game, the Bees took a 7-3 victory over the Trojans. The 14-12, or 2-0 in conference play Bees, also played a doubleheader earlier today from the St. Vincent's Athletic Complex against Trinity Christian. The Bees dropped game one of today's doubleheader by a score of 1-0. However, they were able to bounce back and win the second game by a score of 10 to 9. Now, Trinity Christian jumped out to an early 3 to nothing lead after 2, but the Bees put up a crooked number of 6 in the 3rd to take a 6 to 3 lead. Nobody would score again until the f- until the 6th inning, pardon me, as the Trolls put up 4 in the 6th to make it a score of 7-6, to six, but then all of a sudden the Bees answer and tie it up at 7. Then going into the final frame, it was Trinity Christian who put up two runs. However, the Bees put up three for the walk-off win. In this game for the Bees pitching-wise, Emily Erickson was the one who got the start. She went five innings, giving up five hits, five runs, four of which were earned. One walk and seven strikeouts. Kayla Romer and Annabelle Cruel came in for relief. However, Emily Erickson is credited with the win. She's now 5-5 five and five on the year. Maria Provenzano hit a triple as Erica Ralphs hit a home run. She also had two RBIs. Uh, Aaron Cornwell led the team, though, with four RBIs, as then it was Paige Kirkman, Mackenzie Stewie, and Maria Provenzano, who each had one. It looks like it was Reagan Engberg and Alyssa Schumacher, who also stole a base for the Bees in this game. But now, as you know, I'm sure a lot of people are wondering, it's who hit the walk-off winner. So looking at it, it looks like it was... I'm sorry, it was Cornwell who reached on a throwing error by the pitcher, which then gave the two RBIs that, two of the four RBIs that she got to tie the game up. Maria Provenzano then tripled with the RBI that scored Cornwell for the walk-off. So a good job by the Bees to walk it off today. And that actually now moves the record to 3-1 and one in conference and 15-13 and 13 overall. Looking ahead, it's not an overly busy week for the softball team with two doubleheaders on the ledger. 
On Wednesday, the Bees will host the Calumet Crimson Wave from the SBC at 3-5. and five. Then on Thursday, the Bees will host Loris from the, from the SBC again at 3-5. and five. Looking ahead, the nineteen and eighteen, the nine and eighteen overall and four and three in conference Bs for baseball will have a three-game set against Indiana South Bend. One game will be played tomorrow, and two will be played on Saturday. And with that, the final episode of Schistel Speak Sports for the month of March has officially come to its end. Before ending tonight's show, I ask that everybody stay safe during the absolutely crazy weather expected in the Quad Cities tomorrow. Um, I've seen a lot about hail, 70-mile-per-hour winds, uh, possible tornadoes. I would don't, I mean, obviously, maybe don't always only take it from me. Just, you know, keep checking on the weather, whether it be on TV, on your phones, whatever it is. And like I said, just everybody, please do stay safe. Um, you know, for updates on sporting events, you can check out our athletics page at www.saubs.com. Again, that's www.saubs.com. That's where you'll be able to find out if some of the athletic events are postponed, uh, suspended, canceled, whatever it may be. Um, but yeah, you know, just like I said, stay safe. Don't, you know, don't go crazy and feel like you have to go do something especially if the weather is as bad as they're predicting um and also don't forget that you can catch past episodes of this program on kala streaming services as always i'm ryan schistel go bees and i'll see you next week you've been listening to schistel speak sports on kala hd2 106.1 fm can we go back this is the moment tonight is the night we'll fight till it's over so we put our hands up like the ceiling can't hold us like the ceiling can't hold us can we go back